for Midwest Guys presents... Star Trek Picard Review And welcome back to Four Midwest Guys Presents Star Trek Picard Review. I'm your host, B. Whitley, and with me always is Mr. Brian Inkenbauer. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's going on, B? Not much, man. Today we'll be reviewing Season 1, Episode 5, Stardust City Rag. Um, so, um, an interesting episode, to be sure. Um, takes us in a lot of different directions. A lot of some I didn't see coming. Uh, others I did. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's dig into it here, B. Um, so first scene, uh, we're, uh, it's kind of some flashback. This is actually 13 years ago. Mm -hmm. It is, here we go with these alien names, uh, Planet, uh, Vegason. Mm -hmm. And there was something called the Seven Domes. And, uh, apparently, uh, they were, it's a very gruesome scene, uh, to be sure, to start off with. Uh, basically, somebody being dissected and having their eyeball literally taken out in front of us. And, He's dissected alive. Yeah. No painkillers. No painkillers, blood everywhere, the eyeballs cut in front of us. It made, um, I will say it made me squeamish, but I was just like, ooh, the first Star Trek, I'm not expecting that much gore. So this might be the difference between... Star Trek on regular television and say Star Trek on that we're getting now on the streaming service a lot mm -hmm. more in your face um, action. Um, so, uh, but we find out that the guy that uh, that was being dissect is actually Echeb. Uh, he last time we saw him is on Star Trek Voyager. Uh, he was kind of like um, so they introduced Seven of Nine as like their first Borg reclaim, and then they found these kids. He was kind of the oldest of the kids, and thus the reason why we, you know, that Seven points out that he's her child, or looks at him as her child. So mm -hmm. What do you think about the whole course, the whole <laughs> dissected yeah. alive? Yeah, I mean, it kind of caught me off guard because at first I was, they, I didn't, I was like, oh, okay, there's this, they're just, you know, they're pulling pieces out. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I, I thought we were doing, I thought we, were, it was like a, like a primitive version of what they're doing on the artifact right right and then as soon as it grabbed and then you hear you hear him scream and i'm like whoa and they're like where's your well, whatever contact so i'm like holy crap they're like searching for parts while he's alive yeah like weak. this is nuts yeah and then they then they pan through and you can see on the on the 
there was another body parts on on like a, on yeah, a meat rack, like a meat rack of them. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, this is. Whew. Yeah, it was uh, it was very intense, and uh, like I said, it, it took me by surprise too. I'm just like, man, that is uh, that's serious. And the the girl doing the surgery, perfectly calm about doing it. I mean, she takes out his eye and she's like, well, where's your where's your receptor at? I don't see it. Let's dig a little further. It's like, and there's classical jazz music in the background. It's mm -hmm. just like she's calm and cool, and yet she's doing this horrific act. Right. Um, yeah, it was something out of a horror movie, really. You know, you know, you got that strange person that's perfectly fine with doing all these hideous, obscene things um, to somebody. And um, I think it really shows, like they said, how XBs are literally looked upon as you know there's nobody there's nobodies mm -hmm. that they're expendable and that they have these robot parts that that that's all that matters to certain people in parts of the galaxy that it's gotten that the law has gotten that bad and this is only one year removed from the federation kind of withdrawing or not refusing to help the romulans right but i don't it. know i don't know i don't know if it's so much that the law has changed i probably they're probably working outside the law well sure they are but but the but enforcement the of yeah, the law. Yeah, but, and, but this goes back to that thing where Picard was like, aren't the, aren't the what is it, Nymphus? Fen Fenris. Fenris, yeah. Aren't the Fenris, Fenris Rangers, you know, patrolling the area? It's like, well, there's only so many of them and they can patrol everything. This is the clear thing that fell through the gaps for the time being, enough to get to where the point where they are now. Right. Exactly. So, you know, disorder and just law and, and chaos, you know, in just absolute, you know, that it, it gets to that level. Uh, of heinous. Um, there I go with uh, Bill and Ted again. <laughs> um, excellent. Excellent. Be excellent to each other. All right. Um, free Cloud Club. Let's go to the next scene. Mm -hmm. um, so Bruce Maddox finally shows up. Uh, he comes to the crime lord, <laughs> Bejazzle, like bedazzled. Mm -hmm. um, she's a female. She's very. At first, I thought she was wearing see-through clothing, but in fact, she was covered up. But mm -hmm. she's skin tight, <laughs> yeah, outfit, um, skin, skin tight unit unitard, yeah, um, underneath. But like her name, she's got diamonds on her, and just seems like the kind of nightclub kind of girl. She mm -hmm. doesn't really necessarily scream crime boss, really, right? Yeah, at first, um, I don't know. What do you think about her whole introduction? Yeah, she kind of reminds me of like. Like somebody you'd see who was like running a, like a like a like a like a strip club. Yeah, like she's the head. Like owner. she's she's the head owner of the strip club, and and she just thinks she's above everybody else, and you know it's one of those kind of things. Yeah. And she comes across as very, um, I don't want to say black and white, but she comes across very. There's no filter. No filter, and she comes across as a damsel, like like a lady, but she's got this incredibly dark side. There's no, there's no, um, no conscience. Okay, maybe, maybe yeah. that's the word we're looking for. I don't know. Maybe okay. that's what we're yeah. coming to agreement on here. Um, but anyway, we find out that Bruce has taken a loan from her. Bad idea to begin with. Right. Um, and he's been in hiding because his lab was completely destroyed and dissolved by what he believes is the Tal Shiar, and he's stupid enough to tell her that. Mm -hmm. Because at first, when I think, I think in fact, I didn't put this in the notes, but I think when he they first announced that he's there, she's like, "Kill him!" And then she's like, "Oh wait, better idea," 
I'm going to re, I'm going to regain the profits on my loan by selling him to the people that are looking for him, you know, right? And double crossing him. So it shows her business side model. I guess trumps everything else, maybe, and maybe that's kind of her character through and through. Like I, I, it's the bottom line for everything. I mean, it could it could be it could be that's the way she's always been. Always looking for number one. Right. Always looking for increasing your money. Increasing her money, no matter how devious and how twisted she might be, I guess. Um, so let's talk about Picard and Seven of Nine meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, we found out again she's a Fennis Ranger. We brought that up earlier, and then they kind of have like a small, I guess, debate about the Rangers and Picard doesn't agree with like their absolute power, judge, jury, and executioner, in which they operate above the law, mm-hmm. and then, of course. She counters him and goes, well, what law? You know? Right, exactly. And he goes, point taken, which, you know. Um, and Seven really seems to uh, blame Picard for giving up as well. Like, because he gave up, the Federation left and left this power vacuum and left her out there on their own to try to keep order where the Federation once stood for order. Now they're kind of in the power vacuum or they're trying. Right, right. They're, they're back trying to bring balance back to the Force. <laughs> exactly. Um but again, here's more blame for Picard, right? Here's even more, you know, he, he's the whipping boy <laughs> for everything. Even And again, I still don't think it's completely Picard's fault what happened, but he is definitely the symbol for for everything, right? For, right. For what happened. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, <clears throat> however, uh, despite all that, Seven does decide to take an interest in the desperate struggle that Picard's going through, at least... That's what we think, anyway. Right. Um, do you think she really does take an interest in that and stays? Because at this point, she doesn't know about Bedazzled. Yes, I do. I, I think that um, she, at that point, she does because she knows what happened to her son. Mm-hmm. And he says that she's kind of like a daughter mm-hmm. and that she's going to die. And if I don't find if her. I don't find her. And she's like, okay, fine. Desperate cause. Yeah. 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 Good point. Um, then we switch to what I thought was interesting is just the little thing between Raffi and Rios and they bring back up that they're both ex-Borg and suddenly Rios has a revelation that Seven is the ex-Borg from the Delta Quadrant almost like she's been like this legend for the last 13 years um, kind of a maverick amongst the Rangers or it's kind of like a Wyatt Earp maybe yeah like, that's, that's basically what I felt was like it was more like it was like a Wyatt Earp um, or um, is that Wyatt Earp? Who's who's the one missing his jaw from DC Comics? Oh, you're talking about um, that. That's not Wyatt Earp. That's um, who's that? You're talking about the cowboy. With, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I it? just can't think of his name right now. They did a series on him for a while. Yeah, they did a series on him. And there was a movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, kind of like that character where mm-hmm. it's she's a he's a legend, but doesn't take any crap from anybody right you know it will kill without you know if he has to you know no no problems or quims with it quelms i guess i should say um next scene we do get we see dr girardi watching a home video and it's with her and bruce maddox and bruce is making cookies the old-fashioned way and they share a kiss with cookies um so which i found interesting i always thought that they I, I guess I didn't see too much of a romantic connection between her and him. 
Um, what did you think about that when they made that big revelation that there was a past between Dr. Girardi and, and Bruce Maddox? Well, I kind of knew it was going to be that way. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't think what was going to eventually happen. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I did think there was going to be some kind of connection there. And that was like that was why she had to go. Hmm. It was why she had to come see him. Even if it was only to see him on his deathbed, just you know, get closure. One last time. Yeah, I, that's what I. That's. That I, I wasn't. I wasn't so surprised to see that. I, I, I was surprised to see the ending. Yeah, yeah. And we'll get to that. <laughs> I was just interested. I was like, oh, okay, so there really is a deeper connection there, um, which kind of explains what happens. Why she's so distressed later, I guess. Um, turn it back to the when they're back on the bridge of the ship and they're. Um, they arrive at Free Cloud. I I like the hologram scene. I thought that was pretty interesting. It was like every hologram had a personal. It was like it scanned them and it knew it's their personal interests. Almost. Jonah Hex. Jonah Hex. There you go. Yeah, that was the name of the the DC cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to find that. Oh, hologram. it was gonna bother me if I didn't. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of cool to see. Like, so everybody got their like their deepest, darkest desire, desire kind of thing yeah. popped up right in front of him. Yeah, Picard got tea. Yeah, tea, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, 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 no. And uh, she got, she snake, got this snake bitten the guy. snake thing because she looked about the drugs in her past. Yep. And then it was really odd because uh, Girardi got a fighter. A fighter. Like a punch, will punch somebody. Like she desires to be she in a fight or... Yeah, like she, she wants to kill somebody. Yeah. And then uh, what was, what was uh, Rios's? Rios's was just for the hyperdrive to get it fixed. It was at 91%. Oh, that's right. It was a little whatever. robot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he flicked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was it was interesting to see. And then Elmer didn't get anything. Yeah, because... It, he's pure. He's pure and he has no experience yet. So mm -hmm. there's he has nothing to, to build off. So when they scanned him, it was probably, oh, I got nothing. <laughs> like, ah, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, though, that Rios got the robot about the ship, though, and being efficient. Does that speak to... Even though this episode kind of goes against our theory about him being a, a hologram, it, it this this would actually kind of support our theory for a second. Yeah, it definitely went away from the hologram idea because he went to a different planet. He went to a different planet. He got scanned, and all these other things happened to him. But the fact that he's about efficiency, the only thing that I can think of is maybe it appeals to his Starfleet efficiency and everything in its place. Well, I think it, I think it appeal, I think it appeals to the whole the whole. Um, um, uh, Starfleet captain, um, you know what I mean? Like, he's the captain of a ship. Yep. Every captain of a ship wants to have everything. Everything top notch. Yeah. So you're you're at ninety one percent. I mean, I can get bumpy up there at ninety six, ninety seven, but <laughs> I just thought I thought it was a really cool scene because not only was it funny, it was like a little insight to the character. It was playing off the character's insight. So, um, then uh, of course. Uh, um, Rafi does her thing and finds out that uh, Bruce has been kidnapped by Bejazzled and uh, that they're using something called facers. Now this was interesting to me um, to make a connection with the Tal Shiar. So I guess in the Star Trek universe they have these people called facers which are kind of like brokers yep. dressed like pimps. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they, they're the, the go-betweens. They're the go-betweens. They set up the meetings. Uh, we, we have this in our own society, you know, especially probably more in the Middle Eastern Eastern societies and cultures. Um, but the reason why they, they tell us that they dress like pimps is, is they want to 
they wanted it to be so that they're not shown to be on either side. That people know who right. they are, number one. and Everything's that, transparent. And everything's transparent and up front. Which is an interesting interesting way of doing things. And I can see that working. It makes kind of makes sense, which is kind of a nice little thing. Which, you know, that's kind of the thing I like about Star Trek. Is they at least give you reasons for certain things. You know, they explain it a little bit better. They give you a little bit of depth. Right. Of what's going on and why. Um, so, but it was just kind of a cool idea. I, I kind of like, I kind of dig the idea that they have these facers out there, whether it's doing things straight up or whether it's probably mostly underhanded, but, but still, um, <clears throat> turns out that, uh, seven of nine knows, uh, bejazzled and immediately offers herself up in trade in the plan. Um, almost too quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it was fast. And you knew there was, we knew there was something behind it. Yeah. And it was like one of those, like, does she think she's fast enough to get away? To get away? Or, you know, does she think she's fast enough to, like, kill that person and have to worry about? And then eventually she's... I mean, I got I got, I got the feeling right away that she, they had unfinished business between them. I just didn't realize how severe it was. Right. So, um, all right. So let's talk about the plan that goes on there, their plan. So they... <laughs> um, so Rafi sets up everybody with their... Their background stories, and they make Rios the the, the facer, and uh, she talks about um, the Beta Anari lizard species that she has, which his name is Mister Vup. Yep. Um, this guy. This is interesting. This is this is so Star Trek in a way. Has a high sense of smell. Who can not only smell a lie, but it can also tell who the last person you slept with and what yeah. you had to, what you had to eat. eat for breakfast. Like, what did she say? You had a. Um... Sausage. Sausage, yeah. <laughs> he some kind of smoked sausage. He's like, oh my god. Yeah, I was like, he's creepy, dude. Um, mm -hmm. Did you get like the feeling from him that he was like, not only was he a bad guy, obviously, and a like a big, like the bot, like a, a bouncer, mm -hmm. but he was also kind of, I don't know what the word would be, like, just the way he moves his hands and like how ex. Well, we'll get into it here in a minute, but. I don't know. He was just very creepy to me. Oh yeah, he definitely had a definitely had a creep show feel to him. Yeah. Um, so, Rafi creates like a beta blocker to block his senses when he lies, so he's able to pull it off. So, like, she comes up with like this chemical concoction that kind of makes him high feeling or yeah. something, gives makes him confident or something. I don't know yeah. what happened. Yeah, she said uh, when you, as soon as you need it. They'll kick in, or the receptors will kick in, or something. Yeah. Basically, something like as soon as your adrenaline kicks in. Yeah. That's when it happens. That's when it kick over. He won't be able to tell you. He won't smell you. <laughs> and then the dumbest thing <laughs> in this whole thing, uh, which I I I've a, I kind of understand why they did it after watching the behind the scenes series this week, but Picard with his absurd bad French accent. <laughs> um. Which I think was meant to be funny, and at first it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but the, when he used it on the planet, it just—I don't—it became annoying to me. I guess uh, a little bit, ever so slightly. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it was no longer funny. It was just kind of like, uh, okay. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, it was out of character for Picard too. I just wouldn't. I don't know. I don't see the captain doing that. I, <laughs> I was like, it didn't, it's, it, that seemed more like you're gonna bring 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 attention to yourself. Yeah, more so than blend in, and and he was like he was like like the French gay pirate. 
Pretty much. And why would... <laughs> Plus, if you're French, why would you do that? No offense. <coughs> He's French, but it sounded like an Englishman doing a French accent. It was really weird. <laughs> it was just bad overall. It was really weird. It's the first thing I can make fun of in this entire series and go, yeah, that was a bad, a bad idea. But apparently I did find out in the, the behind-the-scenes series, uh, what do they call it? Um, um, the Ready Room? With, yeah, The Ready Room with... With, uh, with Will Wheaton? Will Wheaton, a.k.a. Wesley Crusher, uh, is that he used to do this kind of accent apparently a lot just as a joke during TNG. So I guess maybe they thought it would be funny to include it <laughs> actually in the series. I don't know. I guess, you know, it's fun if it's fun for the cast... Great. Great. But that was kind of like, it just kind of set. I think it would have seen too long. It was fun to see him do it at first, but it, it, it I don't know. Like, all he means, he's, like he's how, cur that. how cursed you are. Yeah. Poor. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, it was just, wasn't a good choice. <laughs> He'd been better off not saying anything. Mm -hmm. Or very little. In a regular French accent. Um... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Anyway, um, so when they ask, and also we find out um, when Raffi asks Seven and Nine, because they're kind of going back and forth here in this whole scene, which is, I think, a way to save time. Mm -hmm. And it took me a minute to kind of figure out what they were doing, by the way. Um, but they're like, they're showing what's going on on the planet while the plan's taking place, and then they're going back to where Raffi's still helping them set up at the same time. This right. whole back and forth. So Raffi asks Seven and Nine why she's setting up. You know, why are you, why are you helping? And she's basically says she's trying to keep order in the Starfleet vacuum. Right. So there again, you know, same thing. She blames Picard for this, but this is what she's doing now. This is her. Right. This is her role. Her role in life. Her role in life is to put order back into chaos or try to anyway. Um, and get, okay, here we go. Getting back to Mr. Bup. Um, this is where he gets creepy. He has like this sixth sense about um, he gets really excited about uh, dicing up when they say they say seven of nine has all these implants that you'll have to dice her up, and he yeah he all of a sudden he starts like salivating like yeah he, he's like all all this I'm like ooh what the fuck is this uh or what the heck is this yeah you know he's like he gets a, just like a like a sexual like he's getting off on it I know like it was, it was like, like you have you have to cut her up but dice her up like, 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 yeah it's, it's it's like, oh, well, if even Picard's, well, that that's too much for you. He's like, oh, yeah. no, not, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, You're freaking weird. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, okay, where do you spend your nights, dude? Um, so let's, let's, and then uh, it cuts to Raffi's, what I like call Raffi's family dysfunctional reunion. Um, so her plan for the whole reason that she wanted to go to Free Cloud, other than helping Picard, is to reconnect with her son apparently. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about all this? This whole scene where she it was it caught me off guard at first, and then I it, it started to make a little bit of sense after I thought about it. But yeah, I mean it did it, it did kind of kind of caught me off guard because you're like she's got there's a reason why she's going there's a reason why she's going. We thought it was like drugs or yeah, something. and when she gets there, and I think it was the reaction of the sun more so than the whole the whole thing mm -hmm. was the reaction of the sun. Yeah, like you, I see. Yeah. yeah, like you abandoned us, blah blah blah, and you're really like, mm -hmm. she's like, you know, I, I, I would have thought it had been one of those. Well, I'm here now. Okay, I love you, mom. You know, the kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. here, did you meet my pregnant girlfriend? Yeah. Hey. No. 
No, just like she's going. She's going through. Right, mom. We'll see ya. See, mom. Mom was just stopping by for a minute. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Like she let her meet her. That's like you're not coming with us. Yeah, that's freaking weird. It was. It was downright. Well, it was. And we finally find out. Remember in episode two, we're like, there's something else. What it was mm-hmm. it? The other thing she lost. This is it. Yeah, this is the thing she lost. Was yeah. Her family. Yeah, because she went after. I guess she continued with Alpacard and continued with her whole theory about the cover-up for the Mars attack. And mm-hmm. we hear we hear something about what is this? She brings up the con or he her son brings up the Conclave of Eight, which is part of her theory, I guess. Was it? He called it the Conclave of Eight. So that's like her cabal or whatever that's behind this. Oh yeah, the the the. the the Mars attack. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's whatever. So, you know, and because I guess she got so obsessed with this theory that she abandoned her family, I guess. Well, I don't think she abandoned her family. I think she she got sidetracked. She was so sidetracked in her work. Yeah. That her family just kind of went by the wayside. Became secondary. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. Because I was, it's funny because why this room crossed my mind, but I was watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, which is something I used to watch with my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, there was, a, on this past episode, he was so Into consumed his... with that that he didn't sleep for three days. Yeah. And, and that just kind of seems like what this was, was she just got so consumed mm. that she just lost all function, like all responsibility went out the window and she was just, it was just her and the work trying to figure out this conspiracy theory that everyone else said wasn't a conspiracy theory and that she was crazy for trying and she said I'm not crazy yes you are crazy I can see where that fight went right yeah and then you see that that she's like but I'm here now yeah and he I'm, said yeah care. yeah <laughs> like okay and not only did she she go crazy into the conspiracy theory but it's like she was she was taking drugs on top of it I guess to deal with you know the stress of it and that only complicated it that much more because she goes, I'm clean, baby. You know, it's like somebody comes well, out of rehab. Well, the other thing is, is like, remember, you know, a lot of, a lot of people say that when they take that kind of stuff, that they can see things so much clearer. Mm. You know, what if it was like, it was like a way to like release her mind like she, like, to be able to figure out the random pieces? Yeah. Or, you know, we don't even know. Maybe that's how she got her, her, uh, her position with Picard was because she did take that stuff and it did help her see piece put piece things yeah. together mm-hmm. yeah because she knows a lot about starfleet intelligence she does all these little tricks of the trade so she's obviously well versed in her field it's just like she took this one to the maximum and then lost her mind because either they they called her crazy and they fired her and they <coughs> maybe she lost her reputation and maybe that's why she turned to the drugs and her family fell by the wayside i don't know but this is definitely that big thing, and this is why she has so much resentment for Picard at first now. It right. all now makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because she lost her family. Yeah. Like, she lost her family, which would be like Starfleet. Mm-hmm. And she lost her family family. Right. She lost everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, it just makes a lot more lot more sense, I think. And it was, uh, I just wasn't expecting it oh, right no. then and there, but they did a good job of uh, including it. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. So, uh, next scene, we switch back to uh, Seven of Nine. They're back on the planet, and with Pajazzled. And this is where Seven just uh, reveals herself again to the shock of Picard. And, you know, apparently everybody stopped pretending. Even Eleanor's like, have we stopped pretending? And he's like, apparently we have. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, Bedazzles calls her, doesn't call her Seven and Nine, calls her Annika. Yeah. 
which, which is, is her human which name. is her human name so that means it's like, it's like ooh, they, they really know each other they well see that's <laughs> it, it makes you wonder I know. yes and it was one of those things like really did that need to be there yeah did it did it really need to be there well it's implied too so you don't know exactly it's one way or the other exactly but it was one of those things like but they know each other very personally yes that that, that much is known that much is for sure and she's the one that's behind each other's death, behind his torture, and she learned everything. And that Seven she, and I knew that. Yeah, everything she knew about him, Seven told her. Yep. And she used that against her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just crazy. Also, in this scene, Doctor Girardi, Girardi, um, is having like a breakdown, and it triggers the EMH. Yeah, the mental breakdown. Yeah, he's like, "What's the nature of your psychological emergency? Yeah, your vitals are going crazy. Yeah, your 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 blood pressure is blah blah blah, and your heart rate is blah blah blah. Yeah, and then she's like, how, how can she shut down so fast? Because she's like, shut down EMH or whatever she yeah, said. Deactivate EMH. But it was instant. Like, yeah, that shouldn't happen. Well, that's how they they shut down the EMH program in Star Trek. But that's but it shouldn't happen that fast for her. Oh, you mean her mental as, status? As, as she's the one having the issue. Well, she's having to pull it back together because Rios is like, "Hey, this is getting out of control because guns are being point at this point." And he's like, "You may have to beat them out very quickly." You right. See, yeah. But, but but it was one of the things like like uh, you thought it was too too fast. Yeah. I really, I thought it was like way too fast. Like I, I thought when she when she said deactivate EMH, mm-hmm. I thought there should have been a. Rios should have picked up on it. Yes, and then there, and then then he could have said through the thing, shut down EMH. Like, why did you say? Yeah, that? why did we have to do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, I don't think that she, as the patient, mm-hmm. should have been able to turn it off. Turn it off. I got you. I see what you're saying. Like, 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 like she shouldn't have had the authority. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it should have been one of those like, shut off EMH, and he goes, and, and Rios and Darren go, fine, shut off EMH or whatever, and then it went yeah. off. Well, it seems like he has the authority to do that, so maybe that's why. He, maybe yeah. he's overridden that protocol. That could, could be. Because he doesn't like to be bothered. Um, but it is interesting why he doesn't question that at first. But he may be playing it off that she's nervous about being... Because that's the way I viewed it at first, that she's just crazy nervous about being in a battle situation of any kind because she's never done it before. Yeah, it could, which, which could very well be because she's been, just been a doctor on the planet. Yeah, that's what, then that's how I looked at it at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in the end, though, 7 of 9 decides to trade uh, Bejazzle's life for Maddox because they bring up the point that, you know, Picard and the boy aren't going to survive with their head. With, it, with, yeah, with, the, with, with the prize in their head, head yeah. yeah. So um, they beam back to the ship and then there's a nice little small conversation between Picard and Seven of Nine, which I think is worth mentioning. Oh, um, definitely. The whole, uh, she asks Picard about... Um, well, it's basically, it's a, it's a survivor thing. Yeah. It's a survivor thing. Like, mm-hmm. like if you like if you went to war yeah. and you ask your buddy who was in war with you, dude, how do you make it through every how day? How do you sleep? Yeah, yeah how do you sleep? Do you, you know, do you, whatever. And then Picard just kind of consoled her and he's, he's like, he's like, you know, I've, I didn't, I didn't get all my humanity back. Yeah. But I fight for it every day. Every day, and it was like it was like one of those like interesting because mutual bond. Yeah, you yeah. know, because because when when we see Picard, even though we kind of know that there's a little bit of the board left, like there's just that connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we don't ever really see it. No, it doesn't it's not pre- physical it, yeah, on him. It doesn't present itself. Mm-hmm. Like like even the mannerisms mm-hmm. don't present itself. Like we we we'll, we'll see snippets every once in a while as a like a, a glimpse. Yeah, of, of like a hallucination. Kind of yeah, 
Yeah. Like whereas whereas seven of nine it's physical it's physical and kind of mental like you can see her process things and her mannerisms yeah. are still somewhat yeah, yeah. robotic yeah yeah and so it was, it was kind of interesting for her mm -hmm. to ask picard yeah. that question and him to have that answer and it's interesting you bring that up because rios has to remind himself that picard was bored to your point that he yeah. hides it so well yeah he's, he's, he's like oh yeah that's right i, I forgot yeah, about I forgot that i forgot all about that so i must have blocked it out yeah um yeah so you know um, and then uh, also what happens is she also offers her help to him, gives him like a little contact chip, I guess, or something. If she ever needs, yeah, it's, help. it's a, a vigilante, it, it, like, a, like a homing beacon. Yeah. Yeah. Like a homing beacon. But also she takes the, uh, yeah, the, the pattern enhancer. Like I saw that first. I was like, yeah. she took the pattern enhancer and then she was talking to him. Takes the two phasers. And then, well then, well then, she, then she said, and then, then he go, then she says, if you ever need me, he gives him the thing. And I thought. She was gonna get and the thing that she just took. I'm like, who? That's not what she just took. Yeah. And then, then she says, um, I contacted my whatever, my Fenris, whatever. Yeah, her pen. They had a ship on the way. Yeah, the my, my recovery ship. The Rangers are on the way to get me. Yeah. Um, do you care if I take two phasers down for protection? Yeah. And he's like, No, that's fine. As soon as she said that, I was like, She's not going back down there for that. That's my question to you. Do you think he knows? I think Picard knew. I I, I don't think he's that naive. No, I don't think he did. No, really? You I don't think he yeah. trusted her implicitly. I, yeah, I think he did. Because the way even the way she talked when she went back down there, she was like, It's good that someone still has hope. I don't think he thought she didn't want him to leave hope. Yes. Hope. Yes. I don't think that I don't think that he she thought that he knew With, knew what was going on. Yeah. See, I think he did. I, I I just don't think he's that naive. At least I hope he's not at this point. But you're right. He could it could be that way. And then I also because I think he because Picard was always one to think when he talked to somebody, no matter what he said, he got through to him. Yeah. That's why majority of this series so far, he's been shocked when it hasn't gone that way. Like, oh, just tell him tell him Picard and they'll let me in. And like, well, we started with that. Yeah. He's like. Oh, you're no longer the captain. And then, he, and, and, and then he goes down to the goes down to the planet, and the people are act, act the way to okay. him. He goes to Starfleet and says, "I need a I need a ship." Blah blah blah. And he gets the who do you think you are? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's gotten resistance the whole way the whole way around that he never used to get before. But he's no longer the captain card of legend or yeah. Admiral Picard. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good point. I like that point a lot. Actually, it's a good point. Um, so. Seven returns to finish the job. Um, basically, she does that whole hope line, and then Bejazz, I always just want to call her Bedazzled, but Bejazzle says, I took that hope from you. And then she goes, he was my son. He was a son to me. Jay, this is for him. And then she disintegrates her, literally. just. Mm -hmm. I even kind of like how they left like a red mist <laughs> when yeah. they disintegrated her. Yeah, it was kind of <coughs> neat. Yeah. Um, now... Uh, we didn't see them take off. No. Right? No, there's no actual seeing of the ship move. Right. So I wonder if she has that thing. It's going to beam back to the and ship. And just beam back to the ship. Maybe. And stowaway. A real stowaway, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> we had to... Well, it's funny because Picard knew that we had a stowaway. Yeah. He's like, shall we talk about the stowaway? Which is Raffi, obviously. Yeah. 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 And he's like, he's like, Raffi. Yeah. She said, go away. He's like. Welcome back. Yeah, he was, he was happy about it. Right, but it was funny because he has no idea what happened. Exactly, but. and that's my other thing. Was like, I wonder if he know. You know, I wonder if he knows that's why she was here. Mm -hmm. Was because of her son. 
probably not. Yeah, I, probably I, not. I, I, that's my guess. Because if he did, I think he'd been a lot more sympathetic. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Robin. Yeah. So. Oh, but uh, anyway, let's see. Let me catch up here because we went really fast there for a minute, which is fine. No, no right that. here. Yeah. Picard and Maddox and sickbay. Sick yeah. Um, so there's a brief conversation between Picard and Maddox in the sickbay area. Um, At least we get some information from Maddox. Yeah, a little bit. Um, apparently, the, one of the things is uh, Daesh, uh, Daesh had a uh, embedded mom a AI in her. And Soji. So yeah. what they thought what they thought was them calling her mom, mom is actually inside their head. It's actually inside their head. So the, holo the hologram is actually inside their head. Yeah. And even though she's doing all this stuff, it's really in her positronic brain yeah. connecting yes. and doing the yes. work. Yeah, which was interesting. I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. Which would explain why I remember when you said mm -hmm. when she was talking to her mom, she... She started flickering off. Because she was rebooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were... And then, her, and then, and then the other one, when she contacted her mom, it was already after she was activated, mm -hmm. and she says, you need to find Picard. Yeah. She's arguing with herself. She's like, I didn't tell you about that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Yep. Yeah. And with Soji, I think it was a program to keep her in spy mode, like keep her in character. And that's why she shut down and reboot because she was starting to figure things out. Right. You know? So I think that's what that was. Uh, but we do find out that Maddox sent both uh, Dodge and Soji. Um, not only does he confirm her name, Soji, and she's on the board queue, but that, that he sent both of them to find the truth about the ban on the AI. Mm -hmm. Why were the artificial intelligence banned? Because according to him, it's lies upon lies. They're hiding something in the Romulans and the Federation, he thinks, are working together right, to hide whatever this is. Which I think is probably connected to the whole destroyer theory with the Romulans. Obviously, that's why the Romulans are behind it. But did the Romulans reveal something to the Federation? I don't know. I don't know. It's just, to get them to work together with the Tal Shiar or It's just whatever. weird. It's weird. It's like, how could, those, how could the two... That hate each other. Yeah, what, what could possibly... Other than the threat of total annihilation. Yeah. Or, the, you know, the threat of the Borg. Yeah. Something. Something crazy. Yeah. I guess the only thing I can think of is that, like, they were shown something of, like, the Mirror Universe or... Um, you know, because we we're not we're not a hundred percent sure where this fits into the timelines of the Star Treks. You know what I mean? Because we because because on the yeah. one we got the mirror universe, on the other one we got um we got the uh, what's we call it timeline. We're, we got the yeah we so, got the Kelvin timeline yeah. for the movies. Yeah, and we and we um, haven't actually decided where this Picard is because. Didn't Spock set off the thing that destroyed Romulan? Well, he didn't set it off. He just he didn't get there in time. No, no, but, uh, but that's but, what I'm saying, though. Yeah, he's the one that... that right, but that's what started the extra... The extra timeline because he traveled back in time. Right, yeah, so, that's what I'm, yeah. that's, so that's what I'm like. I'm trying to figure out, out where this... This is after that. All after that. But on which... Which, which timeline? Yes. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, So what if they, they got... What if they got video of... Of the of the future of a Kelvin timeline, or you know, something. you know what I mean, like so. And they see that the Borg assimilated or took over. Yeah, because there's multiple timelines out there. Yeah, I uh, it's hard to say. I don't know. It, I I want to say that this is the present timeline. That everything that this is still the next generation before the implosion, 
as well as after the implosion right. of the star. Yeah. But you're right, it could be a different timeline altogether, or they're seeing a different timeline. Or Right, that's what I'm like, oh my god, there's so many possibilities on this. Yeah, which would, that would make sense because if it, there's supposedly this handover from Picard to Discovery, mm -hmm. season three, so yeah. maybe that's part of it because they've traveled forward in time. And, mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe maybe Picard doesn't uh, doesn't end so which, well. Which which would which would also make sense because in uh, Discovery season three on the trailer, mm -hmm. why the Federation's gone? The Federation's gone, and it's that new logo. Hmm. And he says, "You are a uh, you're just a memory of the of the." You must like chasing ghosts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. So it, maybe Picard doesn't end so well. Well, or maybe just well, maybe Picard just stops at a certain point. Maybe, but it's supposed to hand off. So, well, yeah, I mean, could we think we have a crossover? Yeah, because they're in the twenty third century or whatever. They, so, so they you traveled think, far. So you think there's going to be a crossover? They go like this and they come back and they yeah, do it again. Yeah, I think there is a possibility, and and I'm reaching here and I'm going off on a big tangent right now. Mm -hmm. I think there's a possibility that Picard ends very badly. Which leaves it over to Discovery to fix, and then we get once once Discovery fixes it, we're back to Picard for season two for Picard. That's just a theory. Okay. Like, you know, like like a reset button. Yeah, like like the problem it goes off at the end of Picard. Okay, so you think you think the Destructor might actually happen? Might actually happen. Like we might actually have like a um, okay. Like, like a cataclysmic event. Yeah, like a like a snap. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Like a okay. And then <laughs> and then so it's Discovery's job. She she's so far in the future to fix it. The the, the people that she meets in the future are the only ones that survived. Whatever. And then they're gonna go back to change the past to fix Picard. To fix Picard. And then when she does, then we pick back up with season two of Picard next oh, year. Interesting. That's just my two okay. cents. I I could be way way off. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Because that would be a timeline and mm -hmm. would explain why they're seeing yeah. different shit. But, and I just thought about that today, by the way. I'm just... <laughs> not I'm trying to take super credit for anything because I'm not. Because I'm not that smart. Theory uh, number three. Theory number three. <laughs> Four Midwest guys, theory three. Uh, okay, so final scene. The murderer Maddox. Um, I didn't see this one coming. I mean, I did once... Picard start once he started talking to Maddox. Then you see her in the background losing her mind. Then I picked up on it, but I was I was still surprised to see it happen because she worked with Maddox, um, and he even gives credit to to her, which is interesting. That's that's number one. He gives credit to himself to Soong, which is Data's creator, and also gives her credit mm -hmm. and the big for the creation of the twins and then the big line to take away from this whole conversation she has with Maddox is her contribution was essential what is her contribution right you know it sounds like something personal well it sounds like, like you like you not put, just, yeah her embryos yeah not just scientific work and, and not well because you because you needed needed life to be able to work with the machines with, right so that's what happened yep she she's I mean it could very well be but it's interesting because she she seemed to we saw the video of them making chocolate chip cookies together mm -hmm. and and also smitten with each other and everything yes. else and and then you know is is this retribution for for that like him abandoning her I don't think so I think because it, it, 
I'm sorry. You're, go ahead and finish your thought. No, that's what I was... No, but here, here's what I'm thinking. We, I think she gave up her embryos because what do they have to have in cloning nowadays? They have to have an embryo. Mm -hmm. When they cloned the sheep, they had to have an embryo, right? Yeah. Et cetera. Same thing here with these. They had... She gave up something personal to create these these things. And in other words, she knew about them, but maybe she didn't know that he had completed his work. Right. Kind of deal. Like, she gave her, gave him the embryos. They put them in ice storage, whatever. You know how they can do that. We also asked, did you meet her? Yeah, exactly. Like, a, did, like you, a, did you meet our daughter? Yeah, almost? kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and then and then you hear her say, I, I've i got one more thing to atone for. Yeah, that's one more thing I have to, to atone, atone for. For, for what? <laughs> the EMH activates again. Yeah. It picks up on her personal, her physical symptoms because she's losing it. Mm-hmm. And he confirms that she is killing Maddox because she's... I forget what she did. She's put her all of his organs into failure, essentially. She was starving of oxygen. Yeah, essentially. Um, she act, she deactivates the EMH again. And then we hear her say, I wish you knew what I know. Wish they hadn't shown me. Mm -hmm. So, what was she shown? What was so bad that she would kill not only the man she loves... Or, you know, and then she feels this huge personal responsibility to get rid of whatever abomination that she helped create because that's the way she's viewing the twins, those abominations. Yeah. We kind of, we kind of saw that when she came in on the one episode and she's like, yeah, I came with you. Yeah. Like she came in with those spies. Yeah. We're like, wait, why was she with the spies? No one questioned it. Right. And then all of a sudden here she is again mm -hmm. and now she's doing what we thought she was going to do to begin with. I'm, and like I was telling you, I was like, we went through the whole thing <laughs> to find out find this damn Mattis guy. We got three seconds of him going, yep, she was on the cube, yep, she was on Earth. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's all we're able to get out of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could have found out so much more because uh -huh. he's the key to everything. Yep. Um, but now we have to figure it out without him. Um, and with this crazy woman who's going to probably make it look like it was an accident that he died, I'm sure, try to cover it up. Mm-hmm. The EMH will be the key to oh yeah revealing otherwise. I was shut down twice. Yeah, no, that'll be the piece of, of of what. But my guess, my guess is it has to be Commodore O. I would think yeah, because she's the only so. one she met with, right? And it was once it was after she met with O that she had to go see the miracle and all this blah 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 bullshit that she fed Picard, mm -hmm. right? So she had to have been shown some sort of this destroyer apocalypse <laughs> a video uh, it's gotta be a video yeah something it's hologram gotta be a video. I don't well, know see, the other thing it could be it could be it could be like it could be a hologram or it could be a um cause they, they in, in other uh, other episodes with the big the big reveal is that they've shown like like mass graveyards or yeah uh bones in the, bones in the city or she has to see some sort of apocalyptic event. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, something that's that would that would just drive her mad, to, you know, and, and drive her on this course to, which is the same course that, that, uh, that the Romulans are on. Apparently, I want to believe that Commodore O still has a little bit of something good because she doesn't kill Picard right away. She tries, kind of, but that's to set her infiltrator into, into place. But she's not out to kill... Picard, like she still has respect for Captain Picard or right. Admiral Picard. So, but obviously, right now it looks like she's in on it as well. 
Oh, definitely, hundred percent. And the, the, like, but they've all bought into this well, destroyer theory. Well, and, that's the other thing is like, is this a friends close enemies close friends? You know, I mean, keep your friends closer. Enemies closer. closer. Yeah. And that, that's why she's working with this, the Dashvad. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's why she's working, but she still has the, she still has the, Starfleet, as her number one. Mm-hmm. But she's working with them to get to this common goal that they need for that specific spot in order to stop this event from yes. happening or something. Yes. Yeah, it's it's uh, it all makes sense now. I guess it just seems like Picard is way in over his head at this point. Is oh that, yeah, yeah, because he's got everything working against him at this point. Right. You know, even if- so, it makes me wonder if when we go when we go see um, we go see Riker and. Yeah, and uh, Troy. And Troy. I wonder if when we go see them, that's when they find out that, um, um, what you call it's lying because Troy can censor. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's when they find out that she's, she's lying. She's like she's lying. She's hiding it. If she's still around by then, yeah. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think that's when Picard will go to them is when he figures it all out himself because it looks like in the next episode, he, he gets caught. And he it looks like he has some sort of flashback of being a Borg. Maybe he sees the the destroyer vision or whatever. Maybe because mm. they open like a little box or something, and out comes this little. I didn't see it. Like a worm-looking thing. I didn't see it. And after that, he they show a quick scene of him back into the the, the, Borg, the Borg outfit. He's in the stasis pod or whatever the hell you want to call it. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's in the preview for the next episode. I mean, I didn't. But when did that come on? Right after the episode. Like after all the credits. Or, or wait, no, I'm sorry. This was at the uh, the ready room. The ready room. Oh. Show a clip for the next. Oh, okay, because I was like, I was like, I thought I just want to watch. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, it looks like the next episode. They really get it. Like they get caught, and okay. that that might be where shit really goes crazy. But anyway, let's deal with this one. Uh, final thoughts and grades for uh, episode five, Stardust City Rag. Um. I would say, uh, let's go at eight. Okay. We'll, we'll raise it up another one. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, there was there was enough action in this one, there was enough reveals I think in this one, mm-hmm. and there was enough questions brought back one. up. That yeah. You're like, yep, kept my attention. Want to keep moving on to the next one? Yeah. We'll go, we'll go at eight. Yeah, I'm gonna go solid nine. I've been at eight, eight and a half. I'm gonna raise it up a half. I'm right there with you to a solid nine, um, because. This is exactly what you want for episode 5 of 10. You're right in the middle. You're right in the thick of it. There's action. There's deeper reveal. The The plot is not only thickening, but now we're seeing bigger reveals and how big the conspiracy is against him and against the, you know, Data's daughter, supposedly, and, and all this stuff. It's, you know, you're right there. You're, you can't wait for the next episode. Like, when this one ended, I'm like, son of a bitch. Give me the next one. Even I know, I know. You know. Um, every time, man. Every time. <laughs> Where's the next one? Where's so, the next one? Um, I also guess got to say real quick that because we're now five episodes in, I've got to hand it, and I, I'm, <laughs> you won't hear me say this often, that Star Trek is doing, and I've heard other people say this online, and I have to agree, so far, they are doing a much better job with their legacy characters than Star Wars did. Um, so far, they've honored the character of Picard. They're expanding upon Picard. 
They're, he's still the lead. We're still on adventure with Picard, but we're getting these new characters along the way. Mm-hmm. It's oh, the, I agree. It's the perfect way to pass the torch. They're just passing it more slowly. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. Yeah. And granted, yes, it is an online series, and an online series is way different than movies, but I'm telling you, this is this is how you do it. That's that's what I was going to say. It's, like, it, it's, it's also different because you're also watching a... You're also watching an iconic TV star. Yes. And a beloved character. Who doesn't look any different than what he did when he was on the TV series the first time. He's a little versus, older, but, ver- yeah. versus, you know, versus the iconic who were way older than they were in the first one. Yes. And then how do you work around that? And they were only in the movies. There was no TV show. There wasn't time to... Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it does seem to be a little, a little easier because... With a TV series, you can do or Netflix series or whatever streaming series. streaming series. You can you know you can have your little little side quips mm-hmm. because it's part of the show. Right. It's always been part of the show. Right. So they're not the center of attention each time. Mm-hmm. Whereas movie, you only the have... movie you only have a certain amount of window, and you have to tell their story plus the new story plus the new story's new story, mm-hmm. and you have to get all that in there. <laughs> so I mean, I can see why you'd say that. Why mm-hmm. you'd say the Star Trek's doing it better. Yeah, I think they have a different kind of. It's a different palette to work with, though. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, look at what Star Wars has done with Mandalorian. Fantastic, same, same, same format. So, but still, it, I, I, I just felt the need to say I, I agree so far with mm-hmm. that statement. Um, which I you won't hear from me often because I don't, you know, I love Star Wars more than I love Star Trek. But you know, I love Star Trek too. But this is my Star Trek too. This is more my. I do love Star Trek too, but. <laughs> This is more my Star Trek, though. TNG kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Definitely TNG. Yeah, all the way. All right. Um, real quick, where can you find us? Um, if you like this podcast or video and you want to hear more of us or you want to see more of us, the best place to go is www.number4midwestguys.com. That's your one-stop shop for everything. There's links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our Instagram uh, to our iTunes, uh, or well, I should say Apple Podcast now. Um, everything is on there. Um, please follow, like, and subscribe everywhere. Um, YouTube, there's a link to that even. Um, all of our podcasts are listed on there, whether it's video or audio format um, only. Um, you can our link to our audio RSS feed if you need if you just need the direct link and you do it old, old school way, it's there. We're also, you can also, it's not on here, but you can find us on uh, iTunes, TuneIn, uh, Stitcher, uh, or now on iHeartRadio. Spotify. Spotify, the big boys. Um, as well as, uh, did I say Stitcher? I think I did. It is Stitcher. Yes, or all, we're everywhere where podcasts can be found, auto, auto. Woohoo! And if you want to see us, you want to see our smiling faces, go to YouTube. And the key word is for Midwest guys. That's all you got to search for um, there. Now, in addition, if you want our direct Facebook link, it's facebook.com slash the number four Midwest guys. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at four Midwest guys. You can find myself at bwillie1977. Brian, where can I find you? You can find me at Zone, like my show. There you go. The Zone show is now on the website as well. Um, you can... Um, uh, Instagram for underscore mid, Midwest underscore guys, or if you just old fashioned email, uh, is uh, the number four Midwest guys at gmail.com. Uh, there is also now a phone number for uh, for voicemail. I didn't write, I didn't have it on this graphic. I'll put try to put it on there next time. 
Uh, but that is another way, and the, I'll have the phone number put on the website as well. So that's just a voicemail. If there's something you really want to add to our podcast, and if we really like it, if it makes sense, we will definitely air air your voicemail uh, online. Yeah, we can do so. we can do voice or text. Yeah. So if you say, "Hey, I don't like the way my voice sounds," so just you can do my question on there. Yeah. You know, we might just put your question on there. If not, we might use your actual voice and I, you know yep. make you famous. There you go. So there's plenty of ways. There's, there's I, twelve bazillion ways for you to contact us to reach out to us please do so uh we take our feedback seriously we make our adjustments accordingly uh even though i have brian i had your show icon in the background the entire time yes <laughs> there you go i thought we were, I thought we were just self-promoting we're self-promoting other shows promoting other shows um <laughs> there you go brian so a little, <laughs> little prep for the egg zone show but we do we do we would take criticisms like that exactly as well as positive things so please follow like subscribe and do reach out to us we 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 love feedback we love hearing from you um and i i know brian feels the same way so mm -hmm. so please do all right well brian thanks for joining us thanks for me man as b willie saying live long and prosper we'll see you next time